welcome to the Holistically You podcast. We are your hosts, Brooke Flower and Tracy Murray. This podcast is aimed at mums just like you who are navigating the world of motherhood one step at a time. Whether you're a new mum or a mum who has three kids up her sleeve, you'll finish listening to each episode feeling empowered and holistically educated so you can tackle motherhood in a way that suits your family. Now, sit back, throw on bluey and pop some headphones in. Welcome to this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. I have Natalie with me this week. We're going to be chatting, living a holistic lifestyle, removing additives from our foods and about the amazing company she works for called Little Oak. Thank you for joining me, Natalie. Hi, Tracy. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, sure. So my little beautiful family consists of myself, my husband, Daniel. We have a little daughter. Uh, Her name's Melena. She's 19 months old and she's the light of our lives. She's um, in this crazy toddler stage at the moment. So that's fun. And yeah, we've also got a little one on the way, a little boy who's due in October. So I have two under two for two months time and um, I'm sure life's going to get even more crazy. Crazy, but amazing at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. So tell me, what was the catalyst for you to start living a more holistic lifestyle? Yeah, sure. So I have to say the there was a point in my uh, early 20s where I was facing some health challenges and I was faced with this chronic illness, debilitating chronic illness, um, where my vestibular system was going haywire and was being damaged by something that took me a really long time to figure to figure out what it was. And I, all of a sudden, one day it all started because I woke up one day and I I lost my balance and it was really really scary. And I remember. I remember the exact moment I was at work. I was hairdressing at the time, so surrounded by lots of toxins. Mm-hmm. And um, I put my head down to grab something and I just started spinning. And I was 23 and I'm 29 now and it has never, ever gone away, although it's mm-hmm. a lot better. Um, that led me to begin um, a different lifestyle and led me to more alternative therapies where I actually began healing. Yeah, beautiful. So how did you start healing yourself? Yeah, so after I had been to about 27 conventional doctors, um, yeah, it was so much money and such a journey. And I remember leaving every appointment after having MRIs and CTs and seeing ENTs and I would just end up in tears because they would never find anything. My balance tests were actually good. I was just trying to explain to these people, like, I can't walk, I can't see properly. I had all these chronic symptoms, um, like my spine would vibrate, I'd get prickly skin, I would have tremors, anxiety, um, gut health problems as well. The list just went on and on. But the most debilitating one was obviously the vertigo and the loss of balance. So after not getting anywhere with them, I started to see my first ever naturopath. I think her name was Iris and uh, she was amazing. So she explained to me 
um, well, we actually pinpointed to the exact week that I felt my symptoms was the week that I actually got some travel vaccinations. And I had three shots and we were going to Thailand. So they were the typical um, Thailand shots. And, yeah, within four days my vestibular symptoms started. So she suggested a detox. And that was very new to me at the time because I thought, okay, well, the conventional doctors, they wanted me on antidepressants of all things because I was crazy. Oh. It was all in my head. Um, or I, I thought I would just be on a medication. Um, so I was like, okay, a little bit closed off to it. But at that point, you know, when um, you can't work anymore, you're only 23 and you can't walk to the fridge, you, you just try anything. So we began... Yeah, we began healing very slowly and it was um, it was scary. Healing can be very scary when you start opening up those detox pathways and you're moving those toxins around the bloodstream and lymph system. If they're not going out as fast as they're circulating and wanting to be pushed out, um, you develop really terrible symptoms. So everything can sort of increase at first. But I would begin by having an hour Epsom salt bath in the morning after having a heavy metal detox smoothie, I would take all my supplements after my bath and then I would have an hour session in the infrared sauna. So by doing this, I'm trying to open up the lymph system, um, the bowels, just any detox pathway I can just start shifting these toxins and excreting them from my body. Um, and, of course, the vaccinations was just one um, one thing I had to work on, I also had 23 years of accumulating toxins from my lifestyle, um, you know, being young, drinking, going out, um, all that fun stuff. Um, but also just, you know, I didn't have the healthiest childhood either. My mm. parents worked a lot. We moved a lot. And um, I had, we had, yeah, takeaway and just chemical ridden foods. So it was difficult. It was really difficult. And I think within a year or two, I started to see some improvement. So if you're really suffering from a chronic illness, I know how hard it can be to expect those immediate results and not get them. You think you're doing all the right things, but the body um, is actually very complicated and we're living in a very complicated environment. So, yeah, it can take a long time. Yeah, that's not a short time uh, at all. And, yeah, it must have been quite a emotional and physical process for you to go through especially being so young you know you really had to completely change your your whole world and your lifestyle yeah that's exactly right and and at that age or at any age you just want to do what everyone else is doing don't you you don't want to be that person that you know can't have those foods or mm. you know you've got your supplements that your drink your special drinks with you all the time and it's, it is difficult, um, yeah. but I do believe everything happens for a reason and I know I wouldn't be living how I am now if I if that didn't happen to me. Yeah, yeah. So the intense mm -hmm. part of your process obviously um, didn't go on forever. So eventually you started to, um, I guess, try and live a bit more of a, yeah. what would you call it, a normal lifestyle? I don't know, you know, a, yeah. bit, a bit more... Uh, not so intensely, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
you do go through stages where you're really strict with detoxing mm. and you you know you have to have a, a good baseline um, but there comes to a point in your healing journey where you're sort of living 80 20 you know what your body can handle yep. and I would say now that's the rule that I, I live by you know 80% of the time I try to do the right thing 20% of the time I just I want to be human and enjoy yeah. those those foods and things that we all get to enjoy as a yeah. part of the human experience. Mm. That's what they're there for. I mean, humans, we get to have donuts and that's pretty cool. But, <laughs> um, you know, you just have to find your baseline. Um, you have to have that baseline to go back to to achieve Absolutely. balance. Yeah. Mm. Have you found um, the process of reducing additives in your food challenging at all? I would say at first it can be overwhelming, especially mm. if you're growing up with um, childhood foods like two-minute noodles and things like that that you just love, you know, LCM mm. bars and, <laughs> those, yeah. uh, you know, like all those foods that mum would um, pack the lunchbox with because yep. you just, you know, we're always learning. Every generation is learning. Um, we're getting there. But I, I always thought they were normal foods, right? Um, so I think when you... Uh, forced to face this type of healing journey along with that comes educating yourself learning um, finding your resources and I think once you have your support team and those resources you're able to go to them and you, you can make those changes bit by bit you know so for yep. me I started off with looking at what was going into my food reading labels, educating myself on just the names of MSG and um, all those hidden nasties, what they can look like. And from there I went on to household products, personal care products, and seven years later I'm still developing those skills. Um, yeah. So it's not a, not a quick fix. It's not a quick fix. And I think the best place to start is to actually go through your home, get everything out on the table and read the labels you know, food, it should be really simple, really clean, even if it is packaged. You know, it's hard to avoid packaged food these days, but mm. are there any numbers, additives, MSG? Um, we, I, It's just a big no in our household. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting to implement those healthy habits for my daughter and my children as well. Yeah, for the next generation. So then, then they're not having to detox themselves yes. in 20 or so years like you had to. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. So it's not about judging our parents. I think it's just about wanting no. to do better and um, implementing those good habits for the next generation and make that mm. the new normal. You know, yeah, two-minute noodles absolutely. used to be normal. Now, so I think we're kind of normalising bone broth, for example, aren't we? So, yeah, isn't that funny how yeah. Yeah, each generation, and it's true, every generation tries to do better than the, the previous, and that's not in a nasty way. I think mm. it's just in a way because we're growing and we're learning and mm. we... Evolution, are, right? Yeah, it's evolution, exactly. Yeah. Um. Do you find it challenging eating out and about or I guess like you mm. said, you do an 80-20 rule, you just enjoy yeah. those moments? Yeah, I really enjoy those moments, absolutely. And I think you can avoid um, additives to a certain extent with what meals you choose, you know, fresh, just beautiful fresh meat and um, yeah. produce. And I think it is always best to avoid Asian food if you can because, of course, <laughs> the MSG factor is yeah. a big one. And it's someone high, with a... Yeah. It's high and someone with a vestibular condition like myself, we're very affected by that because it's a nervous system thing and MSG yeah. really affects the nervous system. So I do try to avoid um, 
Asian food, which is a little mm-hmm. bit sad. But yeah. like I said, I've got to that baseline where I can definitely go out and enjoy it here and there. Yeah, beautiful. And so I guess if people wanted to start looking at reducing the additives, would you say to start with food first or, you know, like the, the chemicals in your house? Which, which mm. would you prefer to start with, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it comes down to sort of your budget where you can start and mm. I guess where you feel less overwhelmed. I feel household products are the easiest to change over because you, you go from actually having 12 to 15 household products to maybe just three or four mm-hmm. in terms of general cleaning. Um, and then when it comes to kitchen, you're also really refining what you need yeah. um, and what you have. So I find that to be the most cost effective. And then from there, I would move, I would move to personal care. You know, I haven't used um, conventional deodorant for seven years and that's a oh, huge wow. thing for me. Yeah. Um, you, you literally can just feel your lymph system detox all that, that crap out um, yeah. with a simple change like that. Um, and then I would move to food and I would work on sort of one level at a time, mm. you know, baking and then I would go to your snacks and, and then all your staples, um, which I actually think is probably the best place to start, making yep. sure that your stocks are clean, your condiments and sauces are clean and just your go-tos. You know, if your family loves two-minute noodles, finding a healthy noodle replacement, making, mm-hmm. seasoning it with your own broth and adding your own veggies um, is, yeah, it's really satisfying when you make those changes because definitely it's not as hard as what we think. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just about educating yourself and asking for the help if you need yes. it. If you are feeling overwhelmed, it's never a bad thing to ask for help. That's right. Um, and how yeah. lucky are we to have Instagram these days? You know, oh, you have yeah. so many people on the same journey as you that you can reach out to for help. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like uh, um, Instagram can be a bit of a toxic place sometimes. Yes. but I do find that you can also become friends with some amazing people through social media and it can really open up your world to different lifestyles and different products and and things like that which is which is why I love it a lot as well yeah I completely agree and I think you can definitely find your tribe so to speak Mm. where you normally wouldn't maybe connect um, with certain people just on the street or in certain social situations but you do on Instagram so yeah I think that's pretty special as well do you feel um, do you feel a difference to your body and your mindset when you have had foods with additives and chemicals in it after yeah. obviously say you've gone weeks and weeks without having additives do you, do you feel different absolutely this mm. is something that um, I still can't believe how sensitive I am yep. and to to be um for it to to show you an example i am that sensitive where even if it's not something with additives my with my condition even if i have a banana on a day where my bucket might be overloading there might be just a sort of certain chemical compound in the banana that will give me vertigo oh wow yeah i have to i've got sort of certain things that I have to be careful of like coffee bananas chocolate um and then of course chemicals and additives but I'm even dizzy if it starts to rain and the pressure in the air drops um and varies so for me with my particular condition there's lots of um different factors 
absolutely when it comes to additives and chemicals I am I am very sensitive and I always know it's like I, I've learned to connect with my body now and to use those symptoms almost like a guide instead of yes. something that I'm fearful of yeah. um, and that's when you can look at your environment look at what you're putting into your body and you go okay if I watched a little bit too much tv last night I haven't gone out for a walk today had a coffee mm. had some chocolate and also had, you know, this muesli bar that had this additive in it. So I kind of know that those five things are probably going to tip my bucket over and then I'm going yeah. to experience some symptoms. Yeah, isn't it interesting how often we actually um, ignore our body and what it's mm. telling us? For for example, uh, this year, this last six months, I've really started um, looking at the chemicals in our house and mm. I've stopped wearing perfume and, and deodorant and things like that as well. And mm. um, more recently, I've started making our own baby wipes. Baby wipes. Yes, I saw. Yes. How cool. Yes. And I actually use them to remove my makeup as well. And they're amazing. Mm. Anyway, I when people used to say, oh, you know, smelling the conventional baby wipes you can buy from the shops, it gives me a headache, that kind of mm. thing. I'll be like, oh, that's such an exaggeration. Come on. Yeah. It's not that bad. I kid you not. After a couple of weeks of using the homemade baby wipes, I opened up a packet of baby wipes that I already I had in the cupboard because I didn't just throw them out. I didn't want to be you know, waste, yes, have them in the cupboard for when we're like out and about. Um, I opened up the packet and honestly, instant headache. I could not yeah. believe it. And I just thought, wow, it's, yeah. it's really true. As soon as you start reducing all of that around you, you realize just how toxic it is for your body. Absolutely. And it's really, really our bodies are so amazing, aren't they? Because mm. they tolerate so much. And you think, you know, my, I hate the statement of like, well, I do this and I'm fine. Yeah. Um, because yeah. everybody's, everybody's body is so different and your yeah. tolerance is different. And the body actually wants you to survive, you know. So sometimes we think when we're feeling sick, our body's out to get us, but it will really do everything in its power to survive. And yeah. part of that is manifesting all these symptoms to communicate with us that we need to make a change. Mm. And then you have the problem of a lot of people ignoring these symptoms or covering them up with pharmaceuticals, which just adds to their toxic load, right? Yes. So, yep. yeah, it's amazing what the body can tolerate, but also when you start listening, how willing it is to begin healing when you give it the right Absolutely. tools. Yeah. Now let's talk our babies. Yes. And the amazing company that you work for, Little Oak, tell us about them. Oh, Little Oak, I could talk about them forever. <laughs> I really, really do love them and I'm not um, – <laughs> I do. I love them. I, I went through my own journey um, with them from a mother's point of view when I had my daughter, Melena, and um, I was induced and I was struggling to breastfeed. My milk just wasn't coming in. And, um, you know, I was past just the usual formula um, at yeah. the hospital, which I, I think was Nan Comfort. Yeah, I think and, it's different for every hospital because they yes, are sponsored. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got that, that lovely tin of Nan Comfort. And I did, I was very reluctant. I did have mm. that holistic sort of knowledge, I guess, where 
And plus my intuition was saying, oh, I really, I really don't want to give my baby this. Turned the can around, looked at the ingredients, and I was like, well, that's why. (laughs) I don't want to give her multidextrin and canola oil and and rapeseed oil and, you know, the list goes on. Mm. So it led me to this four-month journey of trying to find a formula, also Mm. continuing to mix feed. I think I went through four different brands. and It took so long to find little oak. Um, because yep. of how natural they are. And mm-hmm. I came across them in a Google search. Yep. And I connected, I think, with the owner that night. I sent, you know, that stressful email. My baby wants to vomiting and and she just wouldn't. She reacted so badly to the formulas I was giving her. Um, her stools were just off. She was spitting up a lot. She was in discomfort. Yeah. The projectile vomiting was just awful. And, of course, you know, in those early days, um, especially with your first, you have that guilt of, like, you're failing to feed your child. (laughs) You turn to the companies that, you know, you trust, um, but yet your baby's not agreeing. So, yeah, I I got a tin. I um, ordered them online, got a tin, and I had never turned back. And then so I became an ambassador for them. And then I saw a job opportunity um, about a year ago on their Instagram and it was 11.30 at night and I'm, I didn't even send a resume. I was like, I need this job. I am the perfect person for this job. I love your company. And, um, and yeah, here I am. So I am a consumer care manager for Little Oak and um, I just I absolutely admire the, the company that, that they are. Um, there's just no one like them. So I think the most important thing to tell our listeners is that Little Oak is the first formula in the world to be certified palm oil free. Mm-hmm. Palm oil is um, a really tricky subject because there definitely needs to be more research done on it. But Absolutely. what we think it does is it inhabits the absorption of essential um, vitamins. So all formulas, most formulas besides Little Oak have palm oil in them, which means that your baby's potentially absorbing less vitamins than what they should be right and they're therefore they're actually passing a lot more of those vitamins too so not only are they palm oil free but they're also canola oil free so each formula has to meet the requirements um, of a fatty profile you know a fatty lipid profile so they might choose to use palm oil canola oil and rapeseed oil Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what elkie has done who is the owner and founder director of little oak she has actually come up with a fatty profile that is a lot better for our babies so she's chosen to invest more money and time to find these um amazing ingredients and have them approved to put in her formula because it's not an easy process um i guess you could just imagine how cheap palm oil and canola oil is compared to what we use which is cold pressed flaxseed oil, coconut oil. Mm. Now we do have high oleic sunflower oil. Um, However, it is really hard to find a replacement for that. But the great thing with that is that we cold press it so it doesn't go through that hexane extraction, which is sort of the toxic part of um, of vegetable oils is um, the degree to which they're heated and then processed and put into our baby's food. Wow. Yes, yeah, so we avoid all of that. We don't do any of that. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's a hard journey trying to educate um, 
people respectfully on the subject of formula yeah. because it's such a touchy subject, understandably, and um, we're just trying to change change the way these companies do these things. Mm. Yeah, so I feel really privileged to be a part of this company and to hopefully inspire other companies to do better. Um, it's not about being competition but um, doing the right thing for our children, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the the milk itself is not cow's milk, is it? It's goat's milk. No, yes, sorry. It's goat's milk, which is amazing. It's a lot more gentler in little tummies. Uh-huh. It's lower in lactose naturally and it's higher in the A2 protein. So babies tend to tolerate goat's milk a lot, lot better. Um, and I often think to myself, could I drink five glasses of cow's milk a day without <laughs> having any, um, you know, symptoms? And I think probably not. So it is crazy mm. how we expect our children to do that, right? Totally. Especially infants um, because it was one of the only options. Um, but, yeah. yeah, goat's milk is a lot, yeah, it's, it's more gentle in little tummies and we find that when our little babies transition to goat's milk and little oak in particular, that they suffer um, a lot less in terms of trying another cow's milk formula or, or yeah. yeah. I've heard that goat's milk is a lot closer to breast milk, uh, as in human breast milk. Um, is that true? Yes. Is it, yeah, okay. Yeah, it actually is. And I think one of the confusing things that, um, I mean, often comes through on the care line is the way the casein to whey ratio. So okay. most formulas will actually process their whey to casein ratio or casein to whey ratio to um, match as close as it can to breast milk. With little oak, our way to casein ratio is actually the other way around, but it's naturally left that way. So our formula doesn't actually go through the process of breaking down those proteins, going through three, four different processes to meet that natural breast milk ratio. It just naturally already is that way. So the way to casein for all three stages sits at 2080. Um, which is the natural ratio for goat's milk. So it's um, it's more easily digested when it's consumed mm-hmm. in its natural balance of whey to casein, which is why we actually love goat's milk because we didn't actually have to mess with that profile to make it that way. It just naturally is. However, it can be confusing for mums because we're often taught, you know, look for um, the formula where that ratio is kind of the opposite, Right. Um, but that comes with when we reach out to its customers, it's about educating them um, yep. on why it's better to leave something in its natural profile rather than mess with it. Absolutely. Hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that information with us. That's okay. No worries at all. It is a complicated subject. Definitely. And like you said, it can be quite a sensitive topic as well um, when it comes to formula. But I think it's amazing that Elkie has created this formula which just sounds like it's just amazing you know and especially the the palm oil factor 
how that the what people like the research shows that it actually inhibits the absorption of mm. minerals it, and nutrients and so you know why is it being used yeah why is it being used and if it's if it's doing this to the formula that we're feeding our babies yeah and I agree and I think it all comes down to money factor doesn't it yeah, and it how does. can we be um, as cost effective and I think yep. that's what I love about Elkie um, you know Little Oak's been around for six years and her main her main passion and goal is to put our babies first and um, yep. not the bank account you know <laughs> yes um, and that's yes. the difference between a beautiful company like this that's run by a mum for mums compared mm. to a, a bigger um, company that, yeah definitely yeah, their yeah. Um, motivation is different yeah oh well you can feel her passion through mm. the company and through the product and even your passion as well um, obviously you've been on such a journey these last say 10 years mm. um, and it's just amazing to hear that you know you've you've managed to change your world around and you know you've found this company to help nourish and feed your your little baby girl um in a way that really aligns with your lifestyle yeah thank you it's um it definitely has been a journey and um I'm really I feel so lucky to be where I am now and to have the amazing people that I have around me to support that lifestyle and also to work for a company where um, they're so supportive of that lifestyle as well because when you do live like this it really does take up your whole life and um, everything you have in your life has to align with those values so I do I feel very lucky absolutely well thank you so much for opening up to us Natalie and sharing your story can you tell our listeners where they could find you and Little Oak yeah, absolutely. So you can always contact me at natalie.philippa at the littleoakcompany.com or you can reach out to us at hello at the littleoakcompany.com and we are in stores across Australia, New Zealand. We're also in America, Canada as well. And if you go to our website, if you go to shop and stock us, you can find your local stockers there. But more importantly, we're always here to support our mums and families. So give us a call or email us anytime and we'll help you on your feeding journey. Amazing. Whatever that may look like. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, thank you again, Natalie. It's been lovely chatting with you. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed this episode. And if they have any questions, they can find you on Instagram as well, I think. Um, Mm. And, yeah, hope you enjoyed chatting with me as much as I enjoyed chatting with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Tracy. And, yes, I am on Instagram, the soulful mama. I just changed my name. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, um, yeah, it's nice to be present in that space. But thanks for having me today. It's It's always nice chatting with you. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you. Bye. Bye.